Welcome to How to Trade It, The Road to Trading Mastery. Join Casey Stubbs, a seasoned trader, as he guides you to become a profitable trader. Find actionable insights, real-life stories, and strategies to boost your trading skills. Don't miss the journey to trading victory. Start listening now. Connect with us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Trading profits are just an episode away. Hello, everyone. This is Casey Stubbs with the How to Trade It podcast. And good news, because today is a special Christmas edition. Uh, We're going to be talking about Christmas and all of the goodness that goes along with that. Um, And I brought in some special guests today. I brought in the team, the internal team that creates the Calm Cash app, which we have been delivering here uh, for quite some time. And we're going to break it down today and talk about all of the different trades uh, that we've been seeing and what we're like and how the app works. So for those of you that are customers, this will be really beneficial to you. But if you're not a customer, you want to listen in because you're going to learn about how we trade some of of our mistakes, some of the things that we learned, and just kind of how we make ourselves better traders by talking internally as a team. So I have uh, with us today, I have Ben Lozier, uh, and he's responsible for uh, a lot of the marketing in Comcatch and a lot of the other things that's going on behind the scenes. I also have Tim Black, who is the was the face of our YouTube channel, but we have recently transitioned Tim into strictly handling all of the trades for the Comcatch. If you guys listen to on YouTube, a lot of you have been saying, where's Tim at? Well, Tim is doing well. He's just working on the Comcash app, delivering trades instead of delivering content. And then we also have TJ Stubbs, uh, who is responsible for all of the app development. He puts the app together. He updates the app. He created the app. He's the product developer. Uh, and he's also an active trader. So we are all doing different things. Um, I'm just the podcast host. Uh, we all do different things within the Comcash development. But one thing that we all have in common is that we all trade. No matter what our role is, we all take the trades and trade the Comcash app. So uh, welcome, guys. How are you today? Good. Excellent. Wonderful. All right. So I'm going to open it out uh, with any opening comments. So you guys have any opening comments about uh, just what your thoughts are on the Comcash app to get started? Don't everyone speak at once, right? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I can tell by your silence there that you're just overwhelmed with the greatness of this product that we've been developing. Um, Okay. Well, good. All right. Well, I'm going to start by talking about a trade and then you guys can give me some feedback on what you think, but I'm going to hit up uh, a trade that we just recently lost. And uh, it was the waste management. We, we sent out a signal on waste management and I want to see if uh, we could find the date on that. If we go to the completed trades tab inside the app, uh, it should show up in there. Uh, And I'm just looking at it. Uh, Waste management. It was a, there we go. So it was a, we entered it on November 29th, and uh, we took it on a breakout of a 52-week high. 
and uh, it ended up closing right down into basically closed the very next day. It was a 2%, 2.3% loser, which is about a full loss for us because we usually risk about 2%. Uh, so a little bit over a full loss. And um, it's just interesting. So I'll just share some of my comments on it. Uh, the first thing I would say was that we recently, I recently took that trade earlier um, back in the beginning of the month of November when it broke out of a channel. Uh, if we actually look at the, the chart uh, on the date, it broke out of a, a triangle, right? And I had taken that trade um, and I'm just trying to find the date on it. I taken the trade on, there we go, uh, on November 10th and uh, it accelerated. I got in at about 160 and it went all the way up to 168. So I took the trade and made about $7 per share on it. And then on the second trade, the one that the Comcast took, we got in at 167 and we got out at 163. And so the first thing I'm, I want to really hammer on this is that we took two trades on the same stock in an uptrend. Uh, but one of the trades we made about $7 a share. And on the other trade, we lost about three, about, about $4. And so the, the moral of the story is that, if you take your trades and you manage your risk, your winners are going to be bigger than your losers. And uh, I didn't really see anything wrong with that waste management trade other than the fact that I like to see trades. And this is something I want everyone on our team to pay attention to as well as you listeners. But I like to see our trades really make a nice solid base before, um, before entering. So I think my biggest takeaway is that uh, maybe we had just we just broke a 52 week high a few days earlier and then it went back into the range and then it went again. Uh, and I, I think maybe it just didn't have enough of a base. But even though and what I mean by base, I'm just going to describe the fact that I'm talking about sideways consolidation. Um, I'd like to see it consolidate a good bit before actually taking the trade. If you have a big move up and then it runs down just a little bit, I think that, and then it bounces. Sometimes those bounces aren't as strong as if they have a really big base. And if we go back to October, you see in the October on that chart, and I'm going to uh, include a chart for people that are listening in the description. We're going to put this chart on here. Um, but in October, it really had an excellent entry. If you look at the trend line on that, and it broke, uh, you know, it broke the trend line at about 150, and it went from 150 all the way up to 163. So that was like a $13 trade. Um, and, if you also notice before that, the downtrend was about a month. It was about a 30-day downtrend before the break. It's an uptrend, but it had a 30-day pullback. And so I think maybe we want to be looking for a little bit deeper pullback or, or longer consolidation 
uh, on the trades. Did you guys see anything on that trade that caught your attention or when it, when we were taking it that maybe you thought anything about it on that waste management trade? I was not uh, real enamored with that wick when we when we took the entry because it pushed up hard and then pulled out pulled back quite a bit before the close of the day. Uh, but as you pointed out, lots of times, Casey, that's not always an indication that uh, that it's going to turn. Uh, we looked at a uh, crypto a couple of weeks ago, and you, I, I was uncomfortable about a pullback, and you pointed out a couple of weeks earlier that there was an there was an almost identical pattern uh, a couple of weeks earlier, and then the market took off like a rocket right after that. So that kind of made me a little little more comfortable with uh, with a push up. Um, anybody who's who's followed me on YouTube knows that one of the things I look at is is volume and how volume reacts in each direction uh, when when uh, it's going up and how volume is reacting when it goes down and uh, and I take that as a serious indication of of what's happening. So if if we got a, a pin bar like in waste management with a lot of volume behind it, and the volume was not in the pullback, but was in the initial push-up, that makes me a lot more comfortable with the trade. And that's the way it was here with waste management. But it just proves that, you know, that these things are not always exactly the same. Hello, this is Casey, and I wanted to take a minute to tell you about my new book that just came out. It's called Complete Trading System. This is my 25 years of trading experience sharing everything that I have learned in how to make a profit from the markets. You're going to learn about how to find the right instruments to trade, how to find a trend, how to get started as beginners, you're going to learn about how to get the right mindset and you're going to be able to put it all together to create a trading system of your own that will work for you. I highly recommend that you try it out. Just click the link right now. It's called Complete Trading System. It's available on Amazon. Thank you. Go ahead and check it out. I think you're going to love it. Okay, so so you're saying that with this uh, consolidation before we took the trade, was the volume what you like to see, or was it what you like to see? Uh, well, let me let me look at the chart again. I was looking at it and moved to another another one. Uh, yeah, the the volume activity before the breakout was was kind of what I like. I, as um, again, as anyone who's listened to my um, watch my YouTube videos knows that uh, I like to see a decline decline in the volume during the consolidation, which kind of indicates the traders are getting bored with the pattern and, and uh, are just waiting for something to happen. And then a, a hard push-up in volume above the volume average on the breakout is, is usually a pretty good sign that, you know, this breakout is going to continue. But like any situation, it's not 100%, and trades are never 100%. Um, if we could predict 
trades 100%, then we'd all be gazillionaires, right? Uh, if it was easy, then everyone would do it. <laughs> so right. yeah. um, in this case, though, in this case, there was a nice little pullback in the consolidation, um, uh, in the volume during the consolidation, and a spike in the volume on the breakout, which was a good sign to me. Okay, well, that's good. Anybody else have any comments on that waste management? Did any of you guys take that trade? Uh, I did not. Oh, no comments on from you guys? All right, well, uh, I'm going to just – we'll just move on to the next next uh, trade. But before we get that, I wanted to hit you guys up, the expert panel, with another question. Uh, I'm looking at the S&P 500 right now. And I, normally when I'm doing the podcast, I know that people might be listening to this in 10 years from now because it's I want to build uh, a platform that has relevant information at all all the time. And so I usually don't talk about specific trades, but when I'm looking at the chart and something's happening right in front of me, it might be useful to get some feedback and other people can learn. So I'm looking at the chart right now. And what I'm seeing is a channel. Obviously we know on the, on the daily that the S and P 500 is really strong. Right. But I see a day or a daily channel and you go and look at it on a four hour or even an hourly and the price is still in that channel, right? And right now, today, we have a very bullish candle. And it looks like it's pressing up against the top of that trend line to the upside. If it breaks that, it could go up to the all-time high up to about 473.53. Uh, what do you guys think about that particular setup that you're looking at right now? Any, any ideas or thoughts on it? I like that setup. I, I see that uh, it not only is it pressing the top of the uh, what I would call a bull flag, it's also pressing the nine nine uh, period moving average on the daily. And so um, a close above that, I, I'd be all over that. Could even be a little hot dog pattern. You know, Ben, I was going to say that um, if you guys, you know, we're – for those of you that are listening, we are really into trading the hot dog pattern. And so uh, you can actually get that uh, that strategy. We'll include the link. We have a complete strategy on how to trade that. It's been very popular and successful and helpful for us. Uh, we'll include that strategy in there. But, yeah, there is a hot dog pattern developing, but it needs to break the previous high. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. needs to move a little bit more. And so right now the price is currently at 459.88 and it needs to break uh, it looks like 460. Yeah, about 460 or so. So it's pretty close. It's actually yeah. very close. Um, any of you guys going to take that trade if it if it goes? Uh, I'm going to hold out. I'm not going to I'm not going to trade this one. Okay, what's so? Tell us all why you're holding out, Ben, uh, and maybe why the listeners at home should not jump on this thing. Why should they hold out? The hot dog is going to fail us this time. Uh, no, I just right now, if I'm trading the S and P uh, or the SPY, it's I don't know. I don't really. Uh, just the last few days, it's been uh, everything's been in a downtrend. I mean, yeah, we had one green candle, but I just there isn't really any kind of. It looks like it might, it might be a little bit of a trend line break potentially on the, uh, the daily there, but I just, I don't know. I, I still think it's just 
every, every overall everything's still pretty weak so maybe wait for a couple more days of confirmation if we, maybe we get another green candle tomorrow another nice green candle might be a good indication that we're going back up but yeah right now it's still pretty everything's still pretty weak but today is looking good today is looking actually pretty good so far but who knows could be a end of the day dump again like it was i think it was on friday it happened if you, if you saw that so well, yeah friday was actually was pushing towards the lows towards the end yeah the yeah everything was like up and then all of a sudden it just boom it just crashed so yeah the market's still pretty uncertain right now but today is looking pretty decent with, with spy so yeah anybody else got any questions or comments on the sp what do you think tj um, I like this trade. You know, it's if you if you look at that trend line, it looks like a nice break. Um, especially, you know, if we close above that trend line, um, and if you look at the long term, you know, like on a weekly chart, um, the if you if you draw a trend line from like the low back in you know March of 2020, um, it's got a nice. It follows nicely, and it's it's the uh, the low just touched that that trend line, and now it's starting to pop back up. Um, and also, I'm you know I'm a big believer in uh, the law of averages. You know, uh, every trade not taken is is a trade that's not um, a part of your uh, probabilities in trading. So, you know, yeah. this is this is a breakout of the trend line. It's a nice um, uh, triangle or wedge. Um, and, you know, my instinct, you know, with, if, with the, uh, all our parameters that we use for trading the calm cash strategy, this would be a, uh, an indicator to, to get into this trade. So, you know, you don't have to, you know, like we, we teach, you know, you don't risk your life savings on it. You just take a, a position and you let it go. If it works for us, it's gonna it'll work in our favor. If it doesn't, then it's just another trade um, that we take. It's not we're not it, we're supposed to trade without any emotion. Um, so I was well gonna do a to YOLO. Well <laughs> you guys like YOLO trades? You mean we're not supposed to YOLO this? If we recommend I mean, I it? didn't say that. I said I was thinking about doing a YOLO because I think it could. I think Santa Claus rally's coming. So if Santa Claus rally's coming, uh, we should YOLO this. What they actually just noticed, look at the volume the last few days. It actually has has been in pretty in increased, like heavily increasing the, the, the last the, five the or so. The bearish volume was really strong. Yeah, yeah. It's a big sell-off, but, you know, and could um, be a turn. Just so you know, for all the listeners, because you guys don't know me as much as these guys do, when I said I was going to YOLO, that was actually a joke. <laughs> uh, I'm not YOLOing. You know, risk. You've got to manage your risk appropriately, or if you're not going to survive in this game. Um, but I actually might YOLO, but I'm not going to tell anyone if I do, <laughs> because I, you know, it's just sometimes kind of fun to try that. Um, and if you're real, a real, if you don't know what we're talking about, YOLO means you only live once, and it basically means put your entire account on one trade. All in. And go for it. Some other <laughs> people call it a lotto, a lotto pick. It's lotto, kind of a like gamble. Lottery. Yeah, it's kind There's of a, a gamble. But it's not. It. A, this is a calculated risk. A YOLO can be a calculated risk as well because you're thinking, okay, 
this we're playing the law of averages. This trade has worked really consistently. And that's the reason why I like this trade so much is because if you go back the last two years and look at how many times this trade has failed, it hasn't failed very many times. Um, and so that, you know, if you would have done some really high risk trades on those, or not really high risk, but high dollar amounts, you would have performed pretty well. Um, so if you're listening at home, do not YOLO. We're not giving any trading advice. This is for educational and entertainment purposes only. <laughs> um, if you do take the trade and you end up losing, you can go ahead and just contact Tim and he'll, he'll work it out with you. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, guys. Good. That's good. Um, I do like it. And I am disclaimer. I'm going to try to scrape up some money to get in. I'm a lot of my trades are underwater right now, so I don't have a ton of free cash flow. So I'm going to try to find some just to get into this one. Um, might find some things I can sell on eBay or something. Uh, okay. Who's next? Who wants to jump in and talk about a trade they saw last week that they really want to talk about? I'll take one. Okay, Tim. <clears throat> I want to talk about the, the Neo trade. Okay, and what's the symbol for that? Because I'm going to pull that up on my Coinbase account. Neo USD. Now this was unusual uh, for Comcast because we actually took two positions simultaneously, or not simultaneously, but we had them open at the same time. Um, I've since closed one of the positions uh, on that big spike down on Friday um, because a big spike with a big pullback like, like that is kind of a bottoming action. So uh, I wanted to get some profit on that, on a big move down like that. I wanted to get some profit on the first position, but we still have the second position open. So, And that's kind of what I, what, I, what I wanted to talk about. We initially took the first position on November 16th. Um, and we got short at about 43.60. And, um, and it kind of went sideways for a little while until finally, uh, well, I mean, it hit our first target. Uh, I set the first targets at 1ATR. Um, and the idea is we want an explosive move to the first target, and then we take all the risk off the table at that point. So as soon as it hits the first target, I set the stop loss to break even. So at that point, the trade can't be a loser. It can close break even, which a lot of them do, and that's okay. Uh, but it, from that point on, we start watching uh, the nine-period moving average, simple moving average, uh, and I track, uh, I trail the stop on the nine-period moving average from the prior day. So. Um, when you see me, when we, when you see me put a trailing stop in, and by the way, TJ, this is something I really like about the Comcast app, is that my notes, when I put a note in there, all those notes are stored and displayed uh, in order. So it's it's nice for me not to have to um, handle that, <laughs> you know, to make sure all those are seen. Uh, yeah, those notes, all of the subscribers see those too. So whenever you make a note on a trade, the subscribers see that as well. I like that, and I, I try to note trades so that uh, people will understand what I'm doing. I, I realize that some sometimes our 
process is uh, seem mysterious. There's nothing really mysterious about it. Uh, I have a set of rules that I follow. Um, it, I think it's probably one of my better traits as a trader is my ability to follow rules strictly. Uh, but there are, all, there are also times when uh, when the, the results are iffy because, um, uh, well, it uh, came within a few cents of the target um, and then pulled back and stopped us out negative. I, I don't like that situation. If it came within a few cents of the target, I'm going to go ahead and pull the um, stop up to break even so that we can't lose on the trade anymore after that. Okay. And, so, uh, so, Tim, I'm going to jump in here. Um, just to clarify something from my okay. mind, and it's a it's a language thing on how we're communicating. Now, when you say target, you actually don't mean target. What you mean is stop loss removal point or stop loss change right. point. That's exactly right. And it used to be a target, as you know. Um, we used to take half the trade off at that point, but we no longer do that. It's just the point at which I say, okay, it's moved far enough. We can take the risk off the table now. Yeah, and, and I'll bring a little history. We used to take off half the trade and then allow the rest to run. But we, after doing that for several years, we realized that we were limiting ourselves and just allowing the full position to run and trail the whole position. We would make more money. Um, uh, so we're doing that now. And I appreciate you guys doing the, the math on that. Uh, TJ, I believe you were responsible for that. I appreciate that because uh, it it made a huge difference in our profitability. So um, that's the reason why I, I still call it a target, but but we're not really taking any profit off at that point. We're only taking the risk off the table right there. Okay. Well, we'll have to uh, have a discussion offline sometime about the, the, the language just so yeah. it's clear sure. for everyone that's following along not call it the target because that could be a, a contention point right for people that are trading and, I, and i'm good with that we just uh because it's not really a rule change it's just a terminology change and i whatever makes it easier for our subscribers to understand what's going on and that's the reason why i put notes in too but this neo is interesting in that once we uh uh we were i was trailing stops on this position uh, and then we got, we broke another level. We broke this level at, uh, what is this, um, 30, 30, 35.50. Uh, we broke this level of 35.50 to the downside. And that is, you know, if I was not in this trade, that's another point at which I would have sold again. So when we got this uh, candle closed below the 35.50 level, I wanted to enter a new position, which was unusual for the Comcash app. So after some discussion, I think I finally uh, wore Casey down and and he was okay with me making this second position. And that's great because the next day is when it spiked down. So uh, I did not have a crystal ball. I had no idea it was going to do that. But when I saw that it did, I took that opportunity to close the first trade on pretty healthy profit. Uh, I don't remember what it was, but it was it was big profit on that first position, and uh, and then I pulled the stop down lower, uh, the trailing stop lower on the second position than I normally would have at that point. At that point, I would have just uh, set the stop to break even uh, on the second position, 
but I went ahead and pulled it all the way down to where our first uh, target area uh, was at 32.33, which is where the stop sits right now. And uh, the price has pushed down just a little bit more. So um, <clears throat> I, as soon as the nine period moving average gets down there, I'll start trailing that stop as well. So, um, but I, this was, um, this was kind of new for us. It was kind of a new rule in our, in our book, but it was something that we discussed as a team a month or so ago about, uh, you know, what happens if <clears throat> we're in a trade uh, that's based on a uh, trend line <clears throat> and then we break the, the prior low or the prior high. Uh, and I don't think we ever resolved that until we hit this situation. Well, I think that's a great because it's two setups and I personally uh, do that all the time. And you know, that's one of the things that people call that building a position as, a, as the trend continues to move. Uh, one of the books that a lot of that I know that TJ and I just read, it was called uh, How I Made $2 Million in the Stock Market. Uh, TJ and I just read that book. And that's one of the things that they did. That It was by Nicholas Darvis. He did that. As the trade was moving in his direction, he would then add another position, which is a confirmation that the market is still moving. And uh, we've seen that a lot with the Home Depot trade that I recently did that on. And so that, that was a well-executed trade, Tim, and uh, good. Hopefully, uh, if there's any subscribers on here that were listening to that, hopefully some of you guys were able to get in on that. And we'd always love to hear feedback from people that are listening. If you guys have any comments about any of the trades we're making or comments or questions about the app, please let us know. Uh, we love to engage with people. That's how we get some of our best improvements is because of community engagement and involvement. Uh, we try to trade as a community with the four of us, always talking and communicating, but we want to bring it in as our the, the users of the app as well. We really trust trust them, and it's built for them. Uh, also, I, yes. Good, uh, I'd, I'd like to ask the uh, users of the app if, my notes on that particular trade were uh, uh, sufficiently explanatory. Did you understand what I was doing? Uh, I tried to label each trade position one, position two, to keep it from getting too confusing. Um, just let us know um, how that worked out for you. Are you tired of feeling lost in the world of trading and investing? Get informed and inspired with the Talking Trading Podcast. I'm Louise Bedford, and I'll help you navigate the markets like a pro. Tune in each week and subscribe now at talkingtrading.com.au or on your favorite podcast app, or check out the link in the show notes. Talking Trading, this is how traders excel. Excellent. Yes. So give us some feedback, guys. Tim has spoken. He needs the feedback. All right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, choose Ben. I'm going to put Ben on the spot. Ben. Oh, man, I'm on the spot now. So um, actually, the one that I really liked, uh, it's kind of it's kind of what we were talking about here with should you uh, like whenever we we move it up. It for a break even um there was actually a trade uh the apple trade actually it was it was on 11 18 it's the one we took 
And in the app, we actually didn't, we actually broke, broke even in the app, but in my trade, I actually made 166%. It was an option ben trade. broke the rules and made So I broke money. the rules, but I got, <laughs> so what, but it was interesting though, is it was a great entry and it was like what Tim likes is we, we saw a, a nice, beautiful green candle. And so that's whenever I got in that option trade. And then I think it was a week, it was a weekend and I think I closed it like right at the beginning on Monday. And, um, but it was just something, it's just, it's just kind of like, you know, you can, in our app, you know, it, it's not, everybody's going to trade these exactly the same. Like even us in here, you know, we're all in the app, we, we broke even, but you know, you could technically, if you, if you, maybe you took a little bit, or if you just closed the entire position, you could still make, you know, you potentially still make money. It was just, it was still a really good entry. It just happened to pull back so far enough to where it did stop us out in the app. So we didn't, you know, make anything, any profit in there. But, you know, in in my trading, I was I was able to snag some profits there. So well, it's just I, interesting I'll to see that. on that, Ben. And just to, this is a shout out to the people that are using it. I bet that not everyone, no one's going to have the same results. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just not one person. You just can't do it perfectly, even if you're following our signals really well. Um, there's probably other people that might have made money on that trade because it did take off like a rock. Yeah, and, and I believe I think you. This is the one you were in too. I I believe you and I had the exact same entry. In the exact we had the same call. entry. Yeah, we had the same. Yeah, and the call on that. So and I didn't get. I I made money on that one too. Yeah. So, uh, but that's. I kind of thought that was just that would be interesting to for someone to hear that as well, because uh, we do have options traders that are interested and. In, but we it's not something that we that we recommend that they people do every single trade. But if it's a if it's a really high volume stock like apple and and you know some stuff about options and you're you know understand the risk and everything like that because that you know we very easily could have got a 50 percent loss on that as well you know so well um, for everybody that's listening you guys just stay tuned because we're going to be talking more option stuff as time goes on but for the meantime most of yeah. this is all, or actually it's all geared towards stock trading right um, but we're going to be releasing more options educational stuff as time goes on so ben on that trade um what was the main reason that you decided to close it when because uh, I was said that we were keeping it open. It was just because it's, it's up so much, and I, I did I didn't only have one. Uh, I would have liked to maybe close one out and then let the other one run, but I just it was just too much profit to where I didn't want to just lose it all. And in fact, I'm glad I did get out because it could have it did pull back a little bit. I believe if I if I would have held it though, um, I still would have actually made I potentially could have made more, uh, but it still ended up pulling back to where you know I just at the time. Uh, a couple days in, I just decided just to get out, just because it was the 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 day on the day. It was just the price action just wasn't moving. It was actually kind of I think it was actually coming down as well. Well, so actually, Ben, the, the price right now is above where it was. Yeah, well so, above where it was when you got out, and and it went down to one fifty seven and bounced. So you could have potentially got back in and made that money all over again. Right, but. We don't know that, obviously, because the market was the market's been down. But Apple's been one of the few stocks that's kind of held up well despite the market being down. Yep, yeah. So, and, and uh, just another point on that, Ben. That's a great viewpoint, and thanks for sharing it. But I would say that every trader is different, and so you know we have rules that we like to put out there for everybody. But you guys don't have to necessarily follow that. Like Ben, when he's up. He doesn't want to let that profit get away from him. 
And so if you're one of those people that doesn't want to let that go, then go ahead and get out. Just make sure that you're consistent with whatever you apply. Yeah. The, 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 one of the important things is getting that good entry price. And then, you know, at, however you want to handle the trade is, I guess, could be up to you. But, you know, if our recommendations are very, I, I like how Tim is very, very safe with these trades. Even this Apple call, you know, it was, it was up, but I mean, it, it broke even. So it was, it wasn't a loss, you know, it was, it did pull back a little bit. So it wasn't a loss. Um, you know, people might start to freak out there and just hold it. And then it'll end up just going down and, and hitting their uh, full stop, which is never a good thing. So it's nice to have a lot of trades where even if they are breaking even, they're still, you're not losing them. <laughs> so you're just kind of moving on. But it, but it really, in the long run, it definitely helps having not, not having those full stop loss hits. It's because you have a, a, a few of those, it really starts to hurt. So having a couple break even trades is not a big issue. <clears throat> okay, good. All right. So TJ, let's do it, man. All right. Um, so um, uh, I kind of wanted to talk about two trades if we have time. Um, we'll just see, we'll see if I, if, if, I don't know. It depends on how interesting this first one is. If it's boring, we're not going to give you a second. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, we'll okay. have to vote on that. Um, yeah. I'll make the, I'll make, one. I'll make the good one. We'll have um, somebody call in and they'll vote on it. I'll, I'll start with the good one and then move to the, the less good one. Good. Um, um okay. so, th so the first one is, uh, NVIDIA. That one was, um, a really, uh, that was probably one of our top five trades i think um and we just got in it, we the entry was just perfect we got you know nvidia had a had come off of a, a high of um around 229 230 and it consolidated and we we got out as where we got in as soon as it started to to rise again i think my entry was around 217 uh, once it started getting a little more momentum, and this is a really good, you know, Ben likes to to get his profits early, but this is a good example of the potential if you stay in the trade, um, because we we got in so around two seventeen, but um, and then price went all the way up to about three ten three twelve. And then it started to pull back a little bit, and it had about two weeks or so where it was pulling back, and and it hit a support of about 287, and uh, I think a lot of people got it got out of the trade at that time, um, but um, I stayed in. I I had faith in Nvidia, and uh, you know I I saw that support and. Uh, I think I had a stop loss below that support, but, uh, so I, I stayed in and got in, uh, you know, it went up to three, three forty six, And I think I got out just after that at about three thirty or something like that. So, I mean, this what was, was a really hold time on that trade. Do what? The total hold time. Like how long did you hold it for? Uh, good question. I'd have to look at my account. Um, it's time. like October 14th to, um, it was, yeah, I want to say it was a good three or four week trade. November twenty second, maybe. Um, I we'd have to it it'd take me some time to look okay. back so on my, it, you on know, my trade that's history. Just the thing is, I, I just want to get the point about holding it for a long period of time. So, with that same 
with that same vein of making money by holding the trade a long time, that was a really solid trade. And I remember, TJ, you and I were discussing a trade that you made similar, which was on Tesla, but you didn't hold that. Um, yes. Did you, did you learn anything by getting out early on that Tesla trade? I learned don't leave any profits on the unaccounted for. Um, yeah, and the, the big thing is just to, you know, to give yourself enough room to let the trade, because the, the trade's going to do what it's going to do. Um, and we want to give it some room because it's, it's a stock can't just keep going up forever. It has needs time to consolidate, to go sideways, to, um, you know, just to have some settlement, you know, before it can, can really start to rally again. And yeah, that Tesla trade, you know, I've, I, you know, I've, I could have made thousands of dollars extra on what I, what I, I mean, I made a really good profit, but I left a lot of, a lot of profits on the table by getting out early. Um, so they, with the NVIDIA trade, I've really, um, Felt like yes, the, I you know I need to stay in this trade, especially when you get you know it, like Nvidia. You really, I know we try to trade without you know using our our brains, like we try and you know follow the rules. Um, but Nvidia just had that steam, you know that it, it just had that momentum that you just knew that this was a trade that was that that could move. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that same thing happened to me because the, the Tesla trade that you were in, I was in, and I ended up holding that for about a month. Maybe I start. I don't remember the days either. Maybe a month and two weeks, maybe six weeks. Uh, but I, I made a two thousand percent ROI, and there was a lot of times when I could have closed it. Um, it eventually got to the point where it was so much money that I just couldn't hold it anymore. Um, and that worked out really well. So trying to get a couple of those just it accelerates your account growth much more than taking a few small little wins here and there. So if you can hold off for the big winner, then do it. But on the same time, is it and Ben, we were we were talking about Ben, it's painful to watch a trade that's up a hundred percent go to zero. Yeah, yeah. That's rough. I mean I did well yeah, with NVIDIA, that was I think that was the one that I got out and you're like, I'm staying in and it just went crazy. So yeah, it's just, it's, it's an interesting topic though, for sure. Probably have yeah. And if you just take those quick winners, your account will accelerate quickly too, because that's your strategy. It's like a going for right. singles versus home runs. You yeah. can hit single day in and day out and grow with a, uh, a quicker rotation, you know, rather than holding, cause I am not getting any new equity in my account when I hold a trade for two months. Right. But if I'm rotating every day, then my account can grow pretty rapidly. So it's this kind of the same thing, just a different way to achieve it. What's your second trade that you wanted to talk about? Um, the AMC trade. Was that a winner so, or a loser? Uh, it was a loser. Um, it was. It's just I just wanted to kind of highlight why we don't uh, why we don't take earnings trades. Mm, okay. Because we we overlooked this one, um, and it was my fault. And, uh, you know, it was one of the, uh, you know, I found the setup and I showed it to Tim and, 
And oh, so we ended up traded anyways. We in well, we didn't we we took the trade after we realized it was earnings, and you know we traded at the end of the day, so it was too late, and AMC had earnings just you know just after the close, and so the next day it started to to go down, um, so we were immediately stopped out of our trade. Um, and then yeah, some, just, it, it gapped down. Yeah, that one just gapped down hugely right right after the earnings. Yeah. <clears throat> so it was. Yeah, I mean, I just wanted, you know, wanted to point that out because we do get a lot of questions about, you know, why don't we make earnings plays and and stuff like that. And this is the reason. And AMC didn't have any largely negative um, earnings. You know, they made money. They they have really good potential moving forward. And, you know, so like as far as the fundamentals are concerned, AMC, AMC should have still been going up. But and it, uh, and it was a uh, it was a surprise, a positive surprise. too. Yeah. Which, which has always implied to me that it's, you know, we're surprised it's going up. Wow. Goody. Let's buy some of this stuff. But mm-hmm. That definitely was not the case here. And it's not always the case. It's unpredictable. Right. That's the reason why I like to stay away from earnings. You know, we've discussed that before, all of us. And I'm not sure. I missed the fact that it was an earnings uh, earnings day, too, because the spike looked so nice, you know, the nice volume behind it and everything. And then the earnings came out <clears throat> uh, the next morning, I think, and uh, and then it just opened in the. I think a lot of people drive up prices before earnings and then they sell right beforehand. And so no matter what the earnings are, it still drops. Right. Yeah. And so that's definitely something to be aware of. Uh, and uh, we've, I think we've probably gone over time because we, so this has been a good talk, but I will just close it out by saying uh, there's some really good trades that I'm looking for for breakouts. And one of those is AMC. I think if AMC, just if you look at the, the channel that it's in, it's in a really nice bullish channel. And I think that if it stays in that channel and it breaks out of that trend line, I think the next time it breaks could be really big. Uh, it, it, it did break a little bit the last time when we, made that bad trade but it didn't stick i think if we can get it again um it might be a good trade. i had like a triangle drawn and it broke it pretty significantly but now it's kind of just settling in it's kind of staying at one spot right now so yeah and another trade that i'm really interested in with that's in a triangle is tesla uh tesla is in a triangle right now and i love tesla when it gets into a triangle because when that thing breaks, it could be a rocket. And so the last triangle it was in, it entered in in January, and it went all the way until July. So it was in the triangle for six months. So I don't know if this trade is going to be ready anytime soon. But when it did, it broke out at uh, 678, and it doubled, right? So we could technically get another double because even the previous triangle before that, it doubled. And Casey, I don't want to – I don't want to lengthen this uh, unnecessarily, but I did want to point out, though, if you look at uh, that Tesla wind-up that that it's going through, the triangle it's going through right now, take a look at the volumes. You can see the volumes in a, in a nice, easy decline. Um, you know, lower highs, lower lows, 
And uh, I, I really like that too. And like you said, Tesla explodes out of these things. So that's, that's a really nice, nice setup. So basically Tim is telling everyone when it breaks out, you want to do a YOLO. <laughs> well, you know, this is already in our in our setups on Comcast. This pattern uh, is in the, in the Comcast setup. So, right. So, if you, we like to put trades out in advance for ones that we're looking at. If you're a subscriber of the Comcast app, and this is one that we put in there a while ago, and I don't plan on taking this one out until it triggers. Right. Uh, and I personally don't want to miss this trade. I didn't miss the last two Tesla trades. The last two Tesla breakouts I've gotten in on, and they've both been tremendous. And I want to do it a third time. So, all right. Well, that is it. Thank you, guys. Uh, would you guys be interested in coming back? Maybe we could talk about something else next time. Uh, I'm all, I don't know if some of you guys are crypto enthusiasts. Maybe we could talk about the Shiba rise to fame. Uh, and if any of you guys are planning on being a Shiba billionaires with me. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, me too. Um, I'm a little bit down on that one, but we'll see. I think all I the follow the call are, cash alerts. I think all the cryptos are kind of. All the cryptos right are, now. yeah. Yeah. But. That's just uh, until the next time. You know? Okay. Well, if you guys are interested in coming back. Yeah. I'm not Let's do it. willing to take you back yeah. until the cust the listeners agree to it. Um, so <laughs> if you get bad feedback, you're not coming back. Uh, <laughs> but then again, I might be off, and you guys will be running the show. <laughs> we'll see if we on that note. All right, guys. Well, that's it. And uh, for everybody that's listening, thank you guys for listening. And if you ever, of course, have any questions at all, let us know. You can grab the Comcash app uh, in the description. Uh, and you want to stay tuned. We got some new updates and improvements coming out, lots of stuff coming out. Uh, and uh, if you want to give it a shot, go right ahead. And thanks for listening. And if you want to contact us, send us an email at business at tradingstrategyguides.com. And thanks for listening. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in to another insightful episode of How to Trade It with Casey Stubbs. We hope you found today's discussion valuable and inspiring. Remember, the road to trading mastery is a continuous one, and your commitment to learning and growing as a trader is the key to your success. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please reach out to us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Keep listening, keep learning, and keep trading your way to victory. Until next time.